Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Ozil is in here. Beautiful goal. Walcott. What a goal. It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez. A quality goal from the Gunners. Hello and welcome to this special FA Cup final episode of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Without further ado, let's get straight into reviewing Saturday's brilliant action at Wembley with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, Michael McMullen is our Arsenal Insider today to celebrate a breathtaking day at Wembley where Arsenal won the FA Cup Again, Michael, great days and uh, I should say for you, happy birthday as well, mate. Thank you for joining us on your uh, birthday. Yeah, indeed. It's all very reminiscent of uh, another weekend um, back in 1989 when Arsenal won a certain trophy on my uh, birthday weekend, uh, thanks to Mr. Michael Thomas all those years ago. So very reminiscent of that and uh, great to see that the guy's doing it again. And I was just thinking, actually, I think it was the first time I was on the podcast with you and you asked me to name my favourite past and present Arsenal players. And past player I chose was Patrick Vieira. Present player I chose Aaron Ramsey. And so delighted to see him have another big cup final moment. Let's just start to take a little look back through the game, first of all, which got off to a very controversial start within five minutes. Here's a reminder of what happened with Alexis. Suddenly it's Monreal who scampers away on the left-hand side in field towards Ramsey, who will pirouette away from a couple of Chelsea players. It's chipped through inside the area towards Welbeck. Sanchez is there once again, claiming handball. The flag goes up, the ball's in the net. It will not count. Oh, will it not? The referee's going to come and speak to the linesman. Hang on, what has he given here? Well, I thought the offside flag was going to go up. Was that maybe handball against Alexis? I'm not sure. The, uh, the The flag definitely went up. I think he was giving offside against Ramsey. Alexis went through to control the ball himself so he couldn't have been offside finished very smartly and I wonder if this is going to be handball or whether the goal should stand so he's having a word with the assistant on this near side is Anthony Taylor who's certainly been involved in controversial moments when Arsenal have played previously he's given the goal sensational start Chelsea can't believe it Alexis Sanchez, we thought potentially handball, we thought potentially offside, he's given the goal. It stood, rightly or wrongly, but I think it was a very, very good base for Arsenal to then build from, wasn't it? I thought right from the very first moment, 
you know, there had been so much talk ahead of the game about how Arsenal's defence was weak and Chelsea were going to target us. But Arsenal, from the very first moment of the game, I thought, stop Chelsea from doing that, putting themselves on the front foot, looked very positive from the outset. And I don't think Chelsea were fully expecting that. I think they were expecting a more sort of nervous, cautious start from Arsenal. And then to get stung like that just a few minutes in, just absolutely set the tone for the game. And of course, you know, there was all the, the sort of delayed... Uh, discussion between the officials, which obviously delayed whether or not the goal was given. Um, and I thought that just added to, to, to the tension and drama of it all. But it was a really, really long time then to have to hold on to the lead. But as we know, of course, the way the first half progressed, you know, in, in a sense, you sort of feel Arsenal should have built on the lead. And I was kind of starting to think, this is going to be like 2001 final against Liverpool all over again, where we didn't make the most when we were on top of the game and ended up paying for it. Thankfully, though, didn't quite turn out that way. Yeah, obviously, Victor Moses sent off Diego Costa's mm. equaliser, and then you've already alluded to it. This from Aaron Ramsey. We've got a dozen minutes plus extra time if required. Chelsea are going to be a different animal now. Well, that's, what, exactly. that's what you suspect. I think that's, that's the issue. This is Giroud inside the area, looks to get the cross in, and the header goes in! And who else but Aaron Ramsey, who may well have done it again for the Gunners here! Already has he won it once for Arsenal, and he could have got it again! Yes! Aaron Ramsey at Wembley. What a time to hit back, Michael, and, and what a brilliant goal with the celebrations from the Chelsea end barely having died down. Yeah, I'm so pleased for Aaron Ramsey because, you know, back in 2013 to 14, uh, having already come back from that horror injury at Stoke a few years earlier, he was so good the first half of that season when it looked as though we might win the league. Then, of course, he got the injury that saw him miss uh, pretty much the whole second half of that season. We know he came back to get the winner in the Cup final that year. But I don't really feel, and I'm sure everyone would agree with this, he hasn't quite got back to that 13-14 to 14 first half of the season level since uh, he had that long injury. So delighted to see him get his big moment again. Uh, just a, a wonderful way to finish it. And, you know, I think there was a feeling maybe after last weekend that even if we won the Cup, it might be a little bit of an anticlimax, and, you know, it would all be overshadowed by the fact that we hadn't made the Champions League. But the fact that we won it against the league champions... And more than that, playing so well, producing the sort of, you know, uninhibited performance that we haven't seen enough from Arsenal in big games, that really did make it, you know, I think consolation, you know, a plenty really for what had happened the previous weekend. I think most people would still rather have made the Champions League, but given that we hadn't got in, this uh, did make up for it to some extent. And, you know, you look at a performance like that and think how much encouragement that has to give the team now if they can keep the side together going into next season. If they could play like that in the big games a bit more often, which we really haven't seen at all uh, very much in the Premier League this season, then who knows what might lie ahead. Doing it on a sustained basis and being able to get up for it that regularly, I suppose, has been exactly. maybe the issue, hasn't it? Which, fingers crossed, yeah. could be addressed. We will wait and see. Um, we'll talk a bit about character, if we can, generally in a second, but specifically, first of all, regarding Per Mertesacker. Mm. Barely featured all season with injury, then, of course, fighting for his place in the squad. Let's see what Arsenal Wenger had to say about the German club captain coming in and being so impressive at the back in such a big game. Bernard Tessaka for me is a, a fantastic example for any young professional football player to what he did today is just a consequence of an unbelievable attitude every day even he was not selected until the Everton game in the squad. He played his first game tonight and just the reward of when he was not selected, he worked even harder. And uh, that's why I would 
uh, pay a special tribute to him tonight. Arsene Wenger on Per Bertesacker, and you can't really praise the man highly enough, can you, for what he did? He was absolutely magnificent. You know, uh, to, to see you know the, the big threat of Diego Costa up front and to see the way Per Mertesacker got on top of him, you could see how frustrated Costa got. You know, uh, throughout the game, because I don't think he was expecting Mertesacker to, you know, have him under control so much. Absolutely delighted to see that happen, as you alluded to there. He's been out with the injuries uh, for such a long time. And I just wonder maybe, you know, I, I certainly thought before the match, you know, how can a guy who's not played all season just come in and slot back in and, you know, expect against the league champions to perform well in defence? But there was a, a part of me that just thought, I wonder the fact that everyone else is coming into this match after such a gruelling season. He's going to be coming in fresh. There's very little expectation on him. And he's only playing, really, because of the unusual circumstances. I just thought all those things might count in his favour. And right from the start, that was exactly what happened. I just thought defensively, you know, we were so strong. And, you know, that's what people will remember about the really good run we've had towards the end of the season is how good we've been uh, with the, you know, the reshaped defence. I thought Murtasaka was immense. Uh, holding just continuing a wonderful finish to the season for him. You know, what a year it's been for him and what vindication for Wenger who found himself having to uh, defend the signing of Holding when people were thinking he should have been signing a bigger name. And I thought Monreal had a pretty good game as well. So just defensively, uh, absolutely wonderful. And of course, you know, the the attacking side uh, was so good as well, you know, with Ozil and Sanchez uh, both playing well. That at times took a bit of pressure off the defence, which certainly helped them to perform so well. And just a fantastic all-round performance and, you know, one of the most pleasing, I think, Arsenal performances we've seen uh, for quite a few years. Now, there's only one real part of the pitch. We haven't mentioned goalkeeper aside. Nice to see David Espina making that key save late yeah. on as well. But we haven't mentioned the engine room and the real nucleus of the engine room, which is Granite Xhaka, who I also felt played very well indeed. Yeah, it's been a funny sort of season from because I remember one of the early matches, I think it was against Watford, and people were saying, have Arsenal finally found the new Patrick Vieira? Now, I mean, that is really high praise because to me, Vieira is just one of the all-time Arsenal greats. And he's sort of been in and out. We knew he'd have the discipline problems. You know, We knew that was part of the package when, um, when we got him, that he is a player who picks up yellow and red cards. But yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the season, he's finished it on a real high there like that. And uh, he's a player who, you know, can be frustrating because you know how good he can be and then other days he isn't. But uh, it was certainly a good day for him in the cup final as well. And uh, just encouragement all through the uh, through the team. And you mentioned Ospina there. I think maybe you would wonder, could Czech have, uh, have done better uh, when it came to the goal? I think the feeling is that maybe he could have done. But, you know, Ospina pulled out, as you say, that fantastic save at a really key stage and more than made up for that. And if, as seems likely, it does turn out to be uh, his last match for Arsenal, you know, an Arsenal career that, to be fair, hasn't really taken off uh, over the couple of years, then he'll be signing off on a high. Now, Clark, he's going to review the whole season in our season-ending chalkboard in a couple of minutes on the podcast, Michael. But if mm. I was to ask you just to, to broadly sum it all up and also, I guess, to ask where it all leads with a certain decision due later on this week regarding <laughs> Arsene Wenger, um, it's, it's a tough one to quantify, isn't it? Well, it all turned for me in your house, Russ. You know, it was all going so well till I went to your house. On, the I think Everton game night. before Christmas. The Everton yes. game, exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know that, that. that, that yeah, the, the the decision about the corner, which I wouldn't be too critical about the officials, uh, because you know it was such a marginal decision, but it was nevertheless the wrong decision, which ultimately led to Everton getting the winner. Then a few days later, another controversial defeat at Man City, and you know I think people are going to forget how well Arsenal were actually doing up to that stage. 
and were actually genuinely in contention for the title. But it never really recovered from that. I think the Bournemouth game, okay, great comeback, but still it was a very disappointing result on a night. We needed a win in early January. And then, of course, we had that really dreadful spell, the worst spell of Wenger's reign. You know, you think around the time of the West Brom defeat, which was such a low, the Liverpool defeat, all the rest of it. But again, in typical Arsenal fashion, they managed to finish the season well when they needed to. It just wasn't quite good enough this time because they'd left themselves too much ground to make up. As for where it all leaves us now, that all depends on what happens over the summer. Does Sanchez stay? Not quite as important, but still quite significant. Does Ozil stay? What new players come in? We heard Wenger alluding to making good signings over the summer, whether it's him or anyone else. So those questions have to be answered. And then, of course, the big question that you pose there about Arsene Wenger. Personally, and you know, by the time people might be listening to this, we may already know differently, but I think he's staying. Uh, I think it's the right decision. I think there were a couple of times this season I might have wavered a bit. But overall, I've generally been behind him. I certainly haven't agreed with everything he's done. I even thought choosing Ospina over Czech for the cup final was a curious decision. But a lot will obviously depend on the answers to those questions over the coming days. And, you know, if we could just have a season, which I don't think we really have had since the last time we won the league, where all our key players managed to stay fit for all or at least the vast majority of the season, then I actually agree with Arsene Wenger's view that we can be contenders for the title with this current squad and perhaps one or two players added in. Uh, I think there's been a lot of doom and gloom. I think people are talking about how fantastic a season Liverpool have had. And okay, fair enough. They've made progress. But they finished one point ahead of Arsenal. And people at the same time are saying it's been a disastrous season for Arsenal and Wenger is yesterday's man. One point in the difference is absolutely nothing. I don't think there's uh, quite the reason for for the certain amount of gloom that there is around, particularly when you see the way Arsenal have finished the season and have really given themselves something to build on now in the next campaign. And there's always a new season ahead and that's what keeps us fascinated, isn't it, Ross? Absolutely. And with the FA Cup to add to that trophy locker as well, all those records, seven under the boss and of course 13 mm. for the club in total. Now, I tell you what, Michael, thank you very much for your contributions. Enjoy the rest of your birthday and let's leave the final word for this section with Arsene Wenger. Everybody, uh, nobody gave us a chance, and uh, we responded, uh, I think, with uh, attitude and class, and uh, we have seen that today. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, look, It's up for grabs now! On May the 29th, 1981, Andrei Ashavin was born in Leningrad in the then Soviet Union. Andrei signed for the Gunners for a then club record of £15 million in 2009 and will always be remembered for those four goals against Liverpool at Anfield. Oh, and uh, Walcott, a long way to go, but he's capable of doing that. Alonso. Here's Ashavin. He's played in. Ashavin. He's done it! In the 90th minute. What a night. What a night. Well, I did say the one thing that you have to watch is that they don't lose it by chasing it. And that is exactly what has happened. The pace of Walcott was just too much, but look at Ashavin turn it on here. Look at the drive in him. And this first touch is a good one. And he's good enough. There's a- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Good footballer, right foot or left foot, he doesn't care. That's what you do on your weak side, you know, you're a little unsure. You set yourself and you put your foot through it. And this game just has to be over now for Liverpool. But it's a title race. We'll find that out maybe a little more. But that tomorrow night. Extraordinary evening here at Anfield. But Arshavin's most famous goal would come in February of 2011, when with the score at 1-1, he did this against Barcelona. And there's no flag here. Can Arsenal find something right at the death? Played back for Arshavin! 2-1! They've turned it round! Off the bench and on the score sheet. And the Gunners lead. It's great play from Nasri. Holds it up, holds it up. Van Persie's run just takes Eric, Eric Abidal out the danger. And what a finish. He knew when that ball was going to come to Arshavin, he was going to bend it into this far post. Great finish. In total, Andre would score 31 times in 144 appearances for the Gunners over four seasons before then returning to Zenit St. Petersburg. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. So Adrian Clark joins us for a season-ending chalkboard. Clark, it's uh, come and gone in one sense rapidly, but in another it's been a long old season, hasn't it? <laughs> I would tend to agree, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those, um, yeah, we've, we've both, I think, got through an awful lot of work, a lot of matches, but it, by and large, I have enjoyed it. And what a way to wrap things up. That FA Cup final performance was something else. It was it was the perfect way to to end a campaign and head off on summer holidays. So yeah, well done to everyone involved at Wembley. I completely echo those sentiments. And Adrian, it might have a bearing therefore on our final kind of of this season question on the chalkboard, which is: What grade would you give the whole Arsenal campaign? Wow, that is yeah. I would say that if we hadn't won the FA Cup, I think you would have to call it. A C, um, but because we won a trophy, and that's what we're all in the business of doing in football. You can only you know, enter four competitions. I think it was Arsenal entered. They won one of them. That is good going. Um, so I would upgrade it 
I think to a B plus. If you win a trophy, you, you've got to be close to an A. So, um, but given that we missed out on Champions League football, I'll settle for a B plus. Yeah, I would concur with that. Actually, I think that has made a lot of the difference. The events at Wembley on Saturday. So, we've got our Arsenal weekly podcast end of season awards. Question number one, Clarky: individual performance. So, one off display of the season. Well, this one's easy for me. The standout individual performance of the season was Alexis away to West Ham. Oxlade Chamberlain. Alexis Sanchez, the flag has stayed down. He's on for a hat-trick here. Is it five? You bet it is. What a finish. Cheeky. And Alexis has bagged a hat-trick. It was just an unbelievable individual display, Russ. I thought it was one of the best hat-tricks I've ever seen. And it must be one of the best hat-tricks in Premier League history. Just the quality of the goals. He also made another... It, it was peak Alexis, I think, in, in what was a pretty stellar season for him. It didn't get a lot better than that. And, and he was remember that day, he was playing up front as a striker. So, um, so yeah, he, he proved his versatility this season. And, yeah, that goal, was it the third goal, I think, where he went through 1v1 mm. with a beautiful little step over to fool the keeper. Little dink over. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. Okay, so that's the individual performance. I think you'll have a lot of people agreeing with you for that. What about goal of the season? Goal of the season is probably quite an obvious one, but I think for its originality, it has to be Olivier Giroud's scorpion kick against Crystal Palace. Flamini tries to guide it towards Zaha. Good interception by Perez, doing a good defensive work. And then Giroud with a lovely faint flick. Arsenal breaking at pace. Giroud in the middle, Perez joining him, in it goes towards Olivier Giroud! Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal by the Frenchman! Even he is surprised! What a finish! What a way to get 2017 underway! Arsenal 1, Crystal Palace 0! I commentated on the game, Russ, and it was just one of those where it took the breath away of everyone in attendance. It was it was a collective gasp, <laughs> like what just happened there, and yeah, it was like an oh, and then the celebration took place. So yeah, I think it was a really skillful effort. Some people might say it was lucky. I don't think so. I think it was obviously instinctive, but the technique of the instinctive effort was was different class. So yeah, well done, Ollie. See, I got to commentate on the other Arsenal Palace game, which was not so enjoyable, believe you me. So you definitely got the best end of that particular it never deal. That game never happened, right? Yes, it's, it's been struck officially from the record on the podcast and beyond, I think, for all Gunas fans. What about your team performance of the season? Well, team performance of the season in the Premier League was Arsenal 3, Chelsea nil. Oh, lovely play by... Ozil to let the ball run across his body and he's away here, it's two against two Alexis breaks to the right, Alexis onside, Ozil wants it back he's going to get it, he shoots it's 3-0 to Arsenal Mesut Ozil puts it away, what a fantastic move, started by the German finished by the German five minutes to half time Conte doesn't know what to do it's Arsenal 3, Chelsea 0 it was just perfect. That first half was just a joy to watch, really. Everything that you want to see from an Arsenal team occurred in that game. Uh, the aggression was was unbelievable. The passing was crisp and sharp. The quality of the goals was exceptionally high. Everybody played well. And yeah, the, the future champions 
were just blasted off the pitch that day. And, of course, famously prompted that change for Antonio Conte went to three at the back. And I've got to say that the FA Cup final performance was right up there. It might even almost trump it. It's it's just, yeah, here's there with between the two performances because the FA Cup final was just sensational too. Uh, frustrating in a way, isn't it? When you think about the season before where Arsenal beat Leicester twice in the league, the champions, and then this year they've beaten them in the league and in the cup final and again aren't champions. But, you know, hopefully it bodes well for next season. Fingers crossed, Clarkie. We'll go next to yeah. number four of five then in our awards, which is your unsung hero of the season. Well, I'm going to go for my unsung hero to be Granit Xhaka. There's a strike. Oh, it's in. The ball has gone in. Granit Xhaka has done it again from distance. Stojkovic got a hand to it, seemed to be deceived, and Arsenal have the lead. I just think that, okay, he cost a lot of money, and maybe it's been a bit of a slow burn of a season. He hasn't been perfect. He's, he's, he's made a few dodgy tackles along the way as Granit, um, but not too, many, not too much praise has gone his way, and I think that he's gradually got better and better. He's passing. He's superb. Long and short range. He's, he's got a lovely temperament. Keeps calm in tight situations. It just feels as if a lot of other players have had a fair bit of praise at various points during the season, but no one really has mentioned that much about Granite Xhaka. Sometimes the only time you hear Granite Xhaka is when people are maybe saying, oh, he's not this, he's not that. I think he's done a really solid job for his first season in the Premier League. And in the cup final, he was excellent. The Ramsey-Xhaka partnership has got a lot of potential for me. So, yeah, Granite Xhaka gets that award. And to conclude, overall, your player of the season, please, Adrian Clark. <laughs> My player of the season, I reckon, is pretty much everybody's player of the season. It's got to be Alexis. Um, you cannot argue with 24 Premier League goals, I think it was in the end, a bundle of assists. I think in the Premier League, he was directly involved either with a goal and assist in 44% of the goals. And uh, yeah, for that reason, he, he's a standout, a standout guy. And of course, in the cup final, his early opening, his brightness set the Gunners on their way. So uh, yeah, top player. I'm hoping and I'm praying that he will sign a new deal and we'll get to enjoy him all over again next year. Well, fingers crossed, the way things have finished might just really help that actually happen, if you know what I mean. Mm, well, you'd hope so. I mean, you see the smiles on the, on the faces of the players. Obviously, for some of the players, there's going to be a big disappointment that it's Europa League and not Champions League football. But you know what? If, if that is a deal-breaker for certain players, then you just have, sometimes you have to let them go. You don't want to keep players when they're desperately unhappy. So maybe, you know, Arsenal will sell anyone that feels they have to play Champions League football. But look, I only think we'll be out of it for one year. Um, it's a competition we can definitely win. And I'd back us for top four again next year. So I would like to think the players like Alexis Nerz will see beyond the one season out and just think, look, I'm at a great club here. It's brilliant. We do win trophies. We have great days. We have amazing nights. And I, I want to be a part of it moving forward. So, uh, yeah, I'm still quite optimistic. And the, winning the FA Cup has definitely, definitely helped. 
Well, Clarkie, thank you for your thoughts on that and thank you for your brilliant contributions over the course of the season on the chalkboard. Looking forward to doing it all again. Uh, I believe in a slightly evolved guise for season three of the Arsenal Weekly podcast. So we look forward to that in August. But there's one key bit of business to sign off for the season, isn't there, my friend? What's this, the uh, prediction? Yes, I'm saying through gritted teeth. Shall we, uh, shall we get the big boss man in to give us the grisly details from my point of view? I think we should. Where are you, Liam? Um, I'm currently in my man cave, guys, at home. It was a very, very late night at the uh, Arsenal Media office last night. So, um, yeah, didn't get back to the early hours and um, just relaxing. We made it to the end of the season. A few celebrations, I presume, not just in the man cave, but in the office, I would have thought, as well as the work. Yeah, it was a very, a very happy office uh, when everyone got back from Wembley last night. Nicely done, nicely done. Uh, I fear, though, that in terms of our season-long prediction competition, not only did I lose it last week officially, but I think I may have even bowed out with a final whimper as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'd, I decided we'd, we'd go with, with the extra the extra prediction competition because, as you just said, uh, Adrian has already won. So I asked you guys um, how many passes would Alexis and Meza Ozil make to each other in the final. Um, Adrian, you said? I'm pretty sure I said about 17. And Russ? I think I decided to be a bit braver and I think I went 20 around there. So um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I forgot to check the results because it was such a late <laughs> last night night. But um, I'm guessing, Adrian, you, uh, you checked the results, didn't you? So. Yeah, I'm pretty sad like that. I, you know, this is, <laughs> this is probably why I've edged prediction competition. Um, I've taken it way too seriously. So I did look, I did look and it oh. was... Uh, so it added up. Saying, you're probably going to be the, uh, the the podcast producer next season because you've done my job for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, he was pretty good the other week as well. So uh, third in I, line, I, I, I everyone think. Everyone keeps telling me. Yeah, everyone keeps telling me. So, uh, yeah. So, Clarkie, with we think 14 is the correct answer. You've taken uh, a final point. Uh, Liam, mean that Clarkie's won it by what, about five points, I think, in the end, was it, if I do my sums? Yeah, I made this five points. Now. I think final oh. score ended up 28 points to 23. Clarkie, congratulations. Brilliant. And for Thank anyone who you. didn't hear us last week, of course, the plan is that when we prepare for the new season, after I get back from my trip to New Zealand with the rugby and the open golf and you do all of your exciting things, when we all resume at Emirates Stadium, uh, I will be handing over the keys to my social media account, all 11.1 thousand people. Oh, my God. Uh, you will be broadcasting to them as me on social media for so 24 fun, hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be an update hour. Hour. Rest assured, that will be the most prolific your Twitter account has ever been, Russ. Yeah, I want to see how many of those 11,000 you keep by the end of it. I think two. It's my prediction I don't mean thousand either. <laughs> oh, go, God. We'll be back next season with another prediction competition, but there's going to be a slight change to the uh, to the rules and to the actual concept. But um, yeah, you guys done so well this season. We thought we'd uh, keep up for next season. And we'll keep it ticking over here and there with uh, a few little bonus Bruce C. Uh, podcasts over the summer as well, won't we, Liam? Indeed, yep. Wonderful. Mr. Roberts, thank you very much indeed. Get back to your man cave. And uh, Clarky, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, and uh, look forward to linking up with you again very, very soon. Have a good few weeks in the meanwhile. Yeah, yeah, I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, and have a good trip to New Zealand, mate. Full time on this week's FA Cup final special. Our thanks to Adrian Clark and to Michael McMullen for their contributions today. 
forget you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast as well, so you've never got the excuse to miss another episode. We're back for the first of our summer podcasts on Monday, the 20th of June. The first of three to look forward to between now and the start of the new season. Until then, it's bye for now, and come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.